This is In-Ear Insights, the Trust Insights Podcast. Do you want to use AI in your marketing, but you're not sure where to start? Take a class with Trust Insights and the Marketing AI Institute. The AI Academy offers more than 25 classes and certification courses to start you on your AI journey, including our Intelligent Attribution Modeling for Marketer Certification. One membership gets you access to all 25 classes. Visit trustinsights.ai slash AI Academy to learn more and enroll today. That's trustinsights.ai slash AI Academy to enroll today. Are you struggling to reach the right audiences? Trust Insights offers sponsorships in our newsletters, podcasts, and media properties to help your brand be seen and heard by the right people. Our media properties reach almost 100,000 people every week, from the In-Ear Insights podcast to the Almost Timely and In the Headlights newsletters. Reach out to us today at trustinsights.ai slash contact to learn more. Again, that's trustinsights.ai slash contact. In this week's In-Ear Insights, we're talking about the value of marketing analytics. A lot of the time when we talk to customers, to clients, to prospective customers, we're talking about things like you know Google Analytics and attribution models and all the stuff that I personally love to geek out on. And people are like, okay, this sounds cool, but I don't get it. Or I know I need this, or my boss says I need this, but it's an expense, it's a cost center. So Katie, how do we, how do we pivot people's thinking from, analytics is a cost center to analytics is a value center. It's a profit center. It's a decision-making tool. How do we get them over the hump to realize the value of analytics? It's, it's not a one and done. It's something that um, has to be done consistently. Um, and so when you are trying to help your team or your boss or someone see that, collecting data, analyzing data, using data to make a decision is a valuable thing. You can't just do it once they say no and then you give up. It has to be a consistent and persistent effort. And so, you know, starting with one metric. So let's say uh, your overall business goal is, you know, more revenue. Great. How do you start to use one metric to demonstrate that your efforts are contributing to overall sales. Maybe it's getting people to come to your website. So you can show that, you know, every month the number of people visiting our website is growing and you start to consistently show that to your team, to your bosses and say, the more people we get to our website, the more likely we are to convert them into sales. And so obviously that's a very basic way to look at analytics, but for, for companies that are not comfortable using data to make decisions or it's brand new to them, you have to start small. And I think that that's one of the mistakes that, you know, we tend to make ourselves and other marketers tend to make is we try to do too much too soon because there's so many data points that you can use. There are so many advanced techniques, but for a company that it's brand new to or that you have a lot of change management that you have to navigate, start small, start with one or two metrics to really get people comfortable with using data to have a conversation to make a decision. What do you think, Chris? What would your approach be? It sounds like working out, right? It sounds like, yeah, you can't just go to the gym once and then you're fit, right? It's just like, like no, you actually have I mean, to... if that were true, I would be, I'd be all set. <laughs> but in that case, though, the problem is like how, you know, the, the principles of things like your weight loss are pretty simple, right? Eat less, exercise more, getting people to actually do that. Mm -hmm. And 
endure the discomfort as their body makes changes and adjusts to a new reality is really hard, which is why there's you know, a multi-billion dollar industry of, of you know, all kinds of crazy stuff, but also mm-hmm. why people don't do it is because they're not willing to endure the upfront discomfort until they readjust. And they don't see that future state of, oh, I'm going to live to see my grandkids, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I can walk up a flight of stairs without like falling over. Mm-hmm. They How, want that immediate instant gratification. Right. And I think, you know, again, I don't have any data to immediately support this, but we'd have to go look for clinical studies. But I think these little guys have, and I'm, for those who are listening on audio, I'm holding up my smartphone, have made that instant gratification thing worse where people are like, mm-hmm. I expect to push a button and, you know, a car arrives in front of my house, a, a pizza shows up. Um, and when it's, a question of, you know, do I go and do 50 push-ups or do I lay on my couch, push a button, pizza arrives at my door? Uh, the pizza tends to win an awful lot. And I think mm-hmm. the same thing is true in analytics where, you know, we hear this all the time at conferences. You know, what's the, whether your fast and easy tips for this, like, well, you know, what, what are your fast and easy tips for, for, you know, losing 50 pounds or, or, you know, being able to bench press 400? There are no fast and easy tips. It's you got to show up at the gym three times a week. It's true. And as someone who has been working out for a while, the milestones that I'm hitting are small, but I have to keep looking at the information, my own personal data in order to stay motivated and see, nope, every day I'm in it. So it's hard to see what's happening. But when I step out from it, I can see, oh, I have made, you know, X progress, or I've hit, you know, these couple of milestones. So I think that that's a really good analogy that you know using your data to make decisions is a lot like working out you can't just do it once and say okay i'm done it worked or it didn't work it's a slow consistent process that you need to build up and continue to check in on and i think that that's exactly what companies don't do because like get me the roi in that campaign did it work no okay great let's do something else there's not enough information there to make a really good sound informed decision you're looking at one data point one time and you're moving on and it's just like that's not how that works and so chris how do we get people to be comfortable with the uncomfortable well i'll go turn that right back on you (laughs) (laughs) what what convinced you that you needed to start doing strength training? What said, you know, I want to feel sore every other day <laughs> when I wake up, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and what made you think that that's a good idea. I want to do that. Um, you know, I don't have a good answer for that, but what I can say is that I've had a lot of fits and starts where I've done the, okay, let me do it one time. Okay. Nothing happened. I'm not suddenly on the cover of sports illustrated that's weird. Okay, I I should just quit right now. I've done that a lot. I am definitely guilty of the, how can I do this faster? How can I do this easier? How can I do this without actually doing the work? And it's never worked out well, definitely not in a healthy way, definitely not in a way where I've gotten sustainable results. And so um, I made the decision that I had to do the hard work in order to make this a habit make this part of my lifestyle every single day. It's not, okay, I'm working out. It's every morning I get up, this is part of my everyday routine. And when you do it consistently, it just becomes part of your everyday and you start to miss it when it's not there. And you can feel when you're not doing it. And 
looking at your data and using data to make decisions is very much the same way. If you start to build it into your daily routine, it becomes, it's a habit that when you stop doing it, you're like, oh man, I don't have any data to make a decision with. I don't know what to do. Let me go get some data. And so, you know, I know there's like different, you know, studies that say it takes X number of days to form a habit and that everybody's different. And when you have multiple, multiple people, like an entire team or a CEO or whoever also playing into that, like it's good, it's going to take a while. So you yourself have to be in the right mindset, make up your mind to say, regardless of the pushback, I'm going to do this every single day. So what do you think those analytics habits are? Because you're right, when you step outside and when you or when you measure the measurement itself, you definitely see it. You know, uh, in one of my uh, discord groups, we just did the 100 push up uh, challenge. And we you know, over the span of eight weeks, uh, we all strove to, to follow this workout plan. It hurt a lot. <laughs> um, but at the end, you know, being able to crank out 104 push ups in a row is was really motivating. But even early on, we could see very rapid changes, even though we didn't like, you, you look in the mirror and see anything different, but you could see on the data itself. Oh, last week I could do 26. This week I can do 34. Huh, that's a pretty big change. What are the parallels in analytics? Is it just that you stop feeling uncomfortable maybe when you show up at a staff meeting? Like, oh, I don't have any, I don't know what's going on with the market. I'm just going to hide, you know, uh, as opposed to saying, oh, actually, I'm ready to talk about our team's work. Like, what are the other things that tell you, yeah, I'm on the right track? Well, that's exactly it. It's having an understanding of what is actually going on. It's being able to answer questions or it's being able to know where to find the answers to questions. And so it's that comfort level. And so, you know, if you've never opened up Google Analytics before, it might, it could very well be overwhelming. And you could say, I'm, I don't even know where to start. I don't even know what I'm looking for. It's like going to the gym for the first time. You're like, well, there's a bunch of equipment and... I don't know, I guess I'm just going to sit here on the floor and cry. You know, it's opening your, you know, data software, data collection software, it could be very much the same mentality. And so, you know, pick one thing, pick one machine to start on and start slow and start with the lightest weight possible just to get a feel for the movement so you don't injure yourself. The same is true of your data. Pick one or two data points and start consistently collecting those to see do they go up? Do they go down? Is there seasonality? You know, am I able to collect this consistently? Are there gaps in the data? Um, what am I not understanding? And get really comfortable with that one or two data points and be able to explain everything around it. And you'll start to see, well, I can explain this, but if I had this other data point over here, then I could really tell a story and I could really answer questions. And so it's slowly building on that progress that you're making instead of trying to do it all at once. Like I can't walk outside and run a marathon. It's just not gonna happen. But I can walk outside and run a quarter mile and tomorrow I can run a little bit further and then a little bit further and then a little bit further. And that's the kind of approach you need to be able to take. And that's actually how change management works too. You can't just overhaul everything all at once. Like Chris, you and I have both been in organizations that have been, you know, bought out and turned over. And when the new company comes in and says, we're going to make some changes, when they start to just sort of like turn everything over, how well does that work? 
Oh, it's fantastic. It's fabulous. Everyone quits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Works great. Um, no, but I think the that point that it's, you know, you pick something and you start with it. Maybe that's probably, uh, it is some of what's missing when it comes to the communicating of the value of analytics to people is communicating to them, like, here's what you're going to get in the first week and the first month, right? And there's small gains. Mm -hmm. It's something like you'll be able to open up your analytics application and find an answer, you know, and six months down the road, it'll look like this. You know, a year from now, you'll be running a marathon kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But I don't know that anybody, and you know, our, our hands are up. I don't know that anybody in our industry communicates that well, the end state well of here's the end state that you're going for. When you start working out, you have an end state in mind. You're maybe going to look a certain way, you're going to weigh a certain amount, or you're able to do a certain thing that you couldn't do before. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, that's a goal I want to go after. I don't know that we communicate that in analytics very well. We don't. And, and you know, shame on us. Um, because that is one of the things that trust insights that we, you and I are supposed to do very well. And I think that's that continual learning and growing and iterating, you know, for us, you know, let's say we're the personal trainers, you know, for us, it's second nature, like, well, duh, if you just do this, if you just do 10 pushups a day, you'll be great. But we need to step back and explain to the person that we are training. Here's why I want you to do 10 pushups a day every day for the next six weeks. Here's what will ultimately happen. You know, you will stop having lower back pain or you will be able to pick up your child or whatever the outcome is. So it starts with the conversation of what do you, the person being trained, want to be able to do? What is your goal? Okay, here's how we, the personal trainers, plan to get you there. Here's why we're asking you to do certain things every single day because building on those you know, skill sets will help you get to X goal. And that's exactly right, Chris. We don't do that well, but starting today, that's exactly how we're going to be communicating it to those customers and potential customers and our audience members listening who have questions about, you know, I want to be able to measure everything and I want to use all the data in my 2021 planning. Okay, great. Let's start with where you are today. We have to assess where you are today to see how long it's going to be able to take you to run a marathon. And I love the personal trainer analogy because I think there's other components of that too that get missed when we talk about analytics. You know, one of the, you know, uh, with the, the 100 push-up challenge thing, uh, I and one other person in our Discord server were kind of the, the, the leaders, the informal leaders of that. Nobody appointed us that. We just took it on ourselves to do it. But a big part of that was the accountability part. You know, us sending an all-channel message every other day. Hey, it's push-up time. Here's today's workout. You know, and at the end of the day, you know, roll call. Hey, who who didn't check in with their numbers and stuff? And, you know, we always got the people like little frowny, angry face in chat. Yeah. <laughs> um, but people did it. And the idea of being, you know, personal trainers for someone's analytics workout, a big part of that probably also is the accountability. Like, hey, did you check mm -hmm. your web analytics this week? How are you making your progress towards your goals? Have you hit your revenue numbers? Is, is there something wrong? And I also love the analogy of that as the personal trainer because you're right. When you so when you show up at a gym, they ask you, like, what are your goals? Like some people will show up and say, I need to lose 50 pounds. Other mm -hmm. people say, I want to bench press, you know, 400 pounds. And the path to get to those goals is going to be very different for each person. One person may be doing a lot more cardio. Other person's like, okay, you got to pick up heavy things and put them down repeatedly for the rest of your life <laughs> <laughs> to do that. Um, 
you know, if you want to look a certain way, there's some workouts that will be actually counterproductive to that that look mm -hmm. because you need a ton of different muscles to pull that. So when we talk about analytics, you know, and those end states people are after, it's almost like designing workouts for them. It absolutely is. And, you know, the accountability piece. So you had asked me earlier, what is different this time around? I have a trainer this time around because I, I needed that accountability for someone to say, did you do the thing today? And now I am an adult, I'm responsible, but there are some things that I need someone looking over my shoulder, making sure I'm doing the thing because they're not fun. I don't enjoy working out, but it's something that I need to do to stay healthy. And your data collection, your data analysis is something that you need to do to, to continually the monitor the health of your company. It's very similar. And, you know, if, if we continue with this analogy, you know, working out, doing cardio, lifting weights is only part of the equation. There's nutrition and mental health and all of those things that factor in. And so when you're doing data collection, there's the people, the process and the platforms. And so you have to make sure that everybody is on board and in the right mindset, or, you know, there's roles and responsibilities defined and that you have the right things happening in order to collect the data and the resource. And so it's a full comprehensive 360 plan for your data health, just like your physical health is a full comprehensive 360. And having someone who has experience in it, like a trainer, is a really good place to start because they can guide you. You may not need a trainer forever, but starting with someone who knows what they're doing is probably a good idea so that you don't you know, get on the bench press machine and, you know, stack up the weights to 250 and crush yourself. <laughs> and crush yourself. Exactly. Um, you know, people who can show you proper form to avoid injury, you know, the same thing true in data, people who can show you the right data to collect so that you're not overwhelming yourself and you can use it to make decisions. And the right algorithms and the right models. Yeah, no, that makes total sense, especially because like with the, you know, thinking back to the push-up challenge, there was no equipment, right? It's just like you, it's you and the floor, as long as you have a flat surface, you can do it. And what happens in marketing analytics an awful lot is you know, we focus so much on the tools and the technology and stuff, which is like focusing on the machines, the weight room, when really the challenge for almost everyone was the motivation. Okay, I'm, I'm going to motivate myself to do the push-ups, right? I don't mm -hmm. want to. I you know, feel like I don't feel good. I didn't have my coffee today, whatever the thing is. Uh, mm -hmm. And we eventually got to the point where, like, yep, like you were saying, it became a habit. Mm-hmm. In analytics, the same thing holds true. You don't need you know multi-million dollar machine learning capabilities out of the gate. What you need is the people and the motivation to to do the thing, right? To get out of bed and, and do the push-ups. The same thing that's true in analytics. Get out of bed and and start looking at a, a piece of data and start trying to use it. That's exactly it, you know. And so if you can commit to five minutes a day okay, within five minutes, I could probably do a handful of push-ups and then done, I can move on with my life. In five minutes, you can probably pull, you know, your website traffic data for the day and throw it into a spreadsheet. And so those non-equipment workouts and those non-equipment data collection techniques, they exist. Like if you have a spreadsheet, if you have a piece of paper, you can hand write it down. Like, is that ideal? No, but it's a great place to start as you work up to your comfort level of having more advanced equipment and knowing how to use those pieces. So it's, 
you know, the hardest part is getting started and showing up every single day. That's half the battle. Exactly. So to wrap up, proving the value of analytics is like proving the value of fitness. It's a long haul. It's something that you don't stop doing. And it certainly is not something that is instant uh, all at once. If you want to chat about having the equivalent of personal trainers, drop us a line at trustinsights.ai slash contact. Uh, we promise we will not make you do pushups as part of your, your workout. No promises. Unless you ask us to do that. Uh, if you'd like to check out uh, the podcast and subscribe to it, make sure you go over to trustinsights.ai slash TI podcast. And while you're there, you can hit up the newsletter at trustinsights.ai slash newsletter. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Want help solving your company's data analytics and digital marketing problems? Visit trustinsights.ai today and let us know how we can help you.